Hello, and welcome to the Communication Toolkit Podcast, brought to you by the Training and Technical Assistance Center at Virginia Tech, where our mission is to improve educational opportunities and contribute to the success of children and youth with disabilities. We're your hosts, Christy, Kathleen, and Holly. This is the show for SLPs, where we discuss hot topics related to speech, language, and communication. Our first series is called Let's Talk AAC. And of course, by AAC, we mean Augmentative and Alternative Communication. Thanks so much for listening. I'm joined today by Susan Heck a fellow SLP serving students in the Roanoke County Schools. I've known Susan for a while, and I've had the privilege of working with her on a number of consults to support students with communication needs. She has over 12 years of experience serving the public schools. Susan, say hi to everyone. Hey, everybody. Like Holly mentioned, I'm an SLP in the public schools. Currently, I'm working in Roanoke County Schools, where I serve kids from preschool to high school. I work with students with a wide range of communication needs in Reno County. All right. And today we're continuing our series on AAC, talking about creating opportunities for communication throughout the day. And I can't think of a better person to interview than someone who's actually in the trenches every day. So, Susan, this Mm -hmm. topic I know is a very important one for school teams because I feel like this is a place where we get stuck a lot. We go Mm -hmm. through the consideration process, we complete our trials, we get a system in place, but when it comes to actually implementing it, there's often a breakdown. And at times, I feel like teams can almost even come to a bit of a standstill. Absolutely. I totally agree that this is where teams can get stuck. That's why it's so important to have an implementation plan in place prior to introducing the system to the student. You and I both know that there are a few key tips that can really help teams when they get to this stage. Absolutely. Well, first and foremost, I mean, we have to make sure that the system is accessible all the time, right? Absolutely. That's so important. Well, and that means not just on a shelf. That means that the volume is actually turned on and we're not just bringing (laughs) it out when we think the students should communicate, but really having it accessible to them all the time. And this means creating opportunities for AAC, um, you know, throughout the day. So obviously we agree on this, but tell me, what does this actually look like in a school setting? Yes. Well, Holly, I know for me personally and for the teams, it can be very overwhelming to think about how to implement a new communication system. But the truth is really that we don't have to reinvent the wheel. We can actually embed these communication supports really naturally throughout the day into what's already being done. It doesn't mean we have to redo our whole schedule or spend a lot of time creating all new activities. Instead, it's actually more meaningful to the user that we just incorporate the system into their existing daily routine. Well, you're right, Susan. In fact, I'll often ask educational teams that I'm supporting to just bring their daily schedule to a planning meeting so that we can brainstorm teachable times in their existing schedule and tasks that they're completing throughout the day. And this way, they're doing what all the other students are doing. 100%. Using their system in real situations is much more meaningful and will be more productive. So another thing I hear a lot, that the student is just not motivated to use their device. And so we're making it available, we're encouraging use throughout the day, but he or she just isn't interested in using it. And I'm sure that you've heard this a lot too. So how have you handled this type of question, Susan? Oh yes, I've heard it for sure. I have two things to say about that. 
the first point that I bring up when I hear this from the team is the important concept of modeling and not just modeling, but modeling without expectations. I often talk about my own children when they were developing language. I would name everything in their environment and talk about everything we did. I talked and talked and talked and never expected them to say anything back to me. In fact, this went on for about a year before my kids ever gave me true words back. This is the same concept, no matter how old our students are. We have to provide a lot of input before we can expect output. And so for our AAC users, this verbal is paired with modeling either on their system or on another system that mirrors what they're using. This modeling may go on for quite a while, but don't assume that they aren't paying attention or not interested. In fact, I had a student that seemed to be doing anything but paying attention to us while we were modeling. I truly didn't think I was making any progress at all with him. Imagine my surprise when one day he got fed up with his classmate, went over to his device to say, eat, no, because he was stealing his goldfish crackers. I learned in that moment to never assume that kids weren't listening. I love that example so much. So he was advocating for himself, right? And and what mm-hmm. an appropriate ra- way. If he hadn't had his AAC system, it might have gone really terribly wrong with this kid that was stealing his snack. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I'm glad we didn't find out. But it was quite the celebration and affirmation to me that, that we were on track. Even though the progress was minimal and it was slow, we were moving forward. And we still are moving forward. That's awesome. And we totally agree with that whole concept. We talked about that in a previous um, episode on our podcast where we focused on aided language stimulation and that idea that we, you know, we, we give a lot before we ever expect anything back. So I appreciate yes. you echoing that. And I look forward to hearing more about this kiddo for sure. I'm sure you have lots of great stories. So Susan, in addition to providing good modeling, I also asked the team, you know, what are you asking them to do? Because oftentimes the specific task that we're asking them to do is what they're not interested in. It's just not meaningful or motivating to them. Yes, sure. As teachers and educators, we tend to naturally put things into a right, wrong, yes, no format. But when we're working with our beginning communicators, we really want to take a step back and and look at a different approach. This initial time should be an errorless teaching time. In other words, they shouldn't be able to get it wrong, right? Correct. Yep. They have to see their system as a meaningful, powerful tool. We should not even be using the word no, really, during this time, unless that's the word we're modeling for them. Because allowing them to say no is a very powerful thing. So we are making choices, requesting items, making a selection of the order of activities, uh, telling others what to do by giving a direction. The theme really is control over the environment. And we should set this up to where no matter what they choose, it's an appropriate right answer. They use their words and then something happens to match that. That's power. And power is what builds interest. That's all such great advice, Susan. And we, um, you know, an awesome way to get started initially. I think the next spot where teams tend to get stuck is moving beyond the area of requesting or just making a choice. Oh my gosh, yes. I'm so glad you brought that up, Holly. It's really easy to stop there. We start to see some communication and we start celebrating, but we have to remember all the other reasons why we communicate. So as part of that plan that we develop with our team, we have to make sure that we're using the system for a variety of reasons. We have to remember commenting, Um, for example, after you read a book or watch a video, they can answer, did you like or not like this book or asking a question, telling a joke, giving their opinion, 
sharing information and let's not forget about the ability to protest. That all powerful no is super powerful. I totally agree, Susan. It's very important to give everyone a way to say no or stop, not only for safety reasons, but also the ability to protest is a very powerful tool because you aren't always going to like everything and be agreeable, right? (laughs) I know I'm certainly not. And rather than experiencing an inappropriate behavior, such as hitting or throwing, the ability to say, I've had enough, stop, you know, get out of my space. It's very important. Yes, that's right, Holly. A good way to make sure that we're using the AAC system for various purposes is to collect data on that as well. This is very often very eye-opening. We might think that we're doing this, but oftentimes when we really look at it and collect some data, we might not be expanding to other communication tasks and functions as much as we should. Absolutely. I know one thing that I um, did for myself was to video myself, and this is often really painful. (laughs) Yes. Like you said, very eye-opening because, you know, I thought... I was using systems for a variety of tasks and purposes. I thought I was asking a variety of questions, but really Mm -hmm. looking at what I was doing throughout the day, it was really helpful. So I would suggest that as a strategy if you think you can handle it. (laughs) (laughs) But this is all such great advice, Susan. We appreciate you so much taking the time to talk with us about this subject. And for more suggestions on how to implement AAC throughout the day, check out a great resource from Assistiveware that we've dropped into our show notes. Coming up in part two of our implementation discussion, we'll be discussing what types of messages to target. Have you ever asked yourself, well, how many words should be available or what's the most important words to target? Then you don't want to miss our next episode. Well, that's our episode for today. Thank you so much for listening. And as always, we hope that our discussion has given you something to add to your communication toolkit. Don't forget to check out the new resources under the AAC tab on TTAC Online for more in-depth information. And check out our show notes for this episode for resources about the materials discussed today. If you haven't already signed up for our TTAC mailing list, please do so. And don't forget to follow us on social media for updates and announcements. Join us next time on Communication Toolkit.